It's time for The Drive's Top 5 at 5. Quitting time on your Thursday, 5 o'clock here on Fan Run Radio. Russell Bear Marcus back with you. Another hour of The Drive headed your way. It begins now with your Top 5 at 5. Brought to you by Malone Costa Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Marcus, what do you got? Thank you, Russell. At number one, Falls Land BYU transfer quarterback Gabe Judy Lolly. The transfer who started out at Vanderbilt to start his career, transferred then to BYU for a season, and is now returning to the, the Volunteer State. He has two years of eligibility remaining, and he adds uh, extra depth to that defensive back room. We had him on the show last hour. Go back and check it out on the podcast if you missed it. It was a good interview. Um, one thing, and several of you are commenting to about this on social media to me this afternoon. He did say, and I wasn't going to get into it, but since it's a thing. Is it a thing? I haven't seen anything. Since, uh, I mean, do you know what I'm going to say? Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. He said that he wasn't watching Tennessee games for the most part this past season because he had his own thing going on at BYU, but that he did watch the game against Vanderbilt, and he was pulling for Vandy to upset Tennessee. He's pulling for his boys, I believe, was the was the quote. He played at Vanderbilt, so I, I guess he knows a lot of the guys. If you want to hold that against him, he also did. That's climb. fine. To me, it shows a, a little bit of loyalties, pulling for his friends, and he wasn't of all at the time of that game. Didn't know that he was going to be of all, so I don't have a problem with that. No. But if you want to have a problem with it, that is your prerogative, as Bobby Brown would say. Yep. My prerogative. At number two, we have uh, Mike Bray has decided that 23 seasons at Notre Dame will be the last, as he will be leaving at the end of the year. He's been coaching Notre Dame's po- uh, Long time. basketball program for the past 23 seasons, but he won't be there for the 24th. He is the winningest coach in program history. I mean, kind of took the program from nowhere to to somewhere. Yeah, and they're not off to a good start. They're one and seven in the ACC, and the ACC is not a very good league this year. So maybe the writing on the wall is 63 years old, a former Duke assistant with Coach K, wanted to turn, wanted to kind of do the same thing at Notre Dame, and certainly did not have anywhere near. Coach K's success, but went to back-to-back Elite Eights in 2015 and 2016 and had a very solid career. So it's a big name stepping down from the college basketball scene. At number three, uh, Jim Harbaugh apparently has refused some uh, causes of delay with the NCAA, NCAA case for Michigan. Their NCAA infraction case projects a prolonged path to resolution. After coach Jim Harbaugh has refused uh, during his refusal during multiple meetings with the NCAA. He's refusing to admit that he lied to NCAA investigators. Correct. Yes, that is the Which I kind of like. Remember, Jim, as George Costanza said, it's not a lie if you believe it. It's true. Technically yes. not true, but 
Sentiment is true. Um, yeah, I mean, I got – you think Jim Harbaugh is going to admit that he lied to the NCAA? No. He's, he's saying that he doesn't remember the incident in question. I don't remember. Completing ignorance. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. You know, one level one violation of potential suspension. I mean, we, we've seen what uh, how well it can work out if you just don't say anything. According to Yahoo Sports, an admission that Harbaugh had lied would have led to him accepting a multiple game suspension. So he's not playing that game. And I kind of like it. Here's my I always like it when other schools fight back against the NCAA. Now here here's the thing, and there's a UT angle here, which is mm. you know, you better play ball with UT. If you're the NCAA and you want anybody to play ball with you at all going forward, like you can't slap Michigan on the wrist and hammer UT. Mm. And I don't think they should hammer Michigan either. But here's a guy who's stonewalling you, not being cooperative which has become the norm in these things. And Tennessee is doing – they're taking the road less traveled. They're the ones saying, we come clean. You have nothing to hide. Right. We're going to be as cooperative as possible in this. Well, exactly. you should reward that. If you want anybody to take that stance again in the future, you should reward that if you're the NCAA. And we should be getting word on that. Tennessee had their response a month and a half ago, I think the NCAA has 60 days to respond. So, I mean, that should be coming down any day. It's just a little little heads up. Be, be Have your, your ears peeled for potential Tennessee NCAA news any day in the future. At number four, Saints Cameron Jordan has won the appeal over a fake injury fine. The New Orleans Saints defensive end successfully appealed his $50,000 fine after he was accused of faking an injury against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on December 5th. In a text to ESPN, Jordan questioned why it took so long for the NFL to make a decision. His appeal was not heard until late December, and the conclusion took several weeks after that. He also questioned the process, suggesting that the interviews and research into the situation take place before the fine is announced. He said, why isn't the NFL committee or whomever wrote this memo about finding defensive players for being hurt, delaying the game, quote, have a team that looks into each situation, call the team doctor, check the rehab situation, Interview first before announcing a fine. People want to say, why does the NCAA not make a big deal out of faking injuries? This is why. Because it's so hard to prove. And this guy apparently went to great lengths. You know, he he sacked Brady. He got up and then he went back down, point to his leg. He goes in the tent. He comes back four plays later. Was he faking? I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. He, If he's faking, he went to fairly extraordinary lengths to show that he wasn't faking. He says that he spent the next week rehabbing a swollen foot as the Saints had their bye, received an MRI, did play against the Falcons in the next game. So maybe there's an MRI out there that is what he used to clear his name out there, but you just – it happens, but it's so hard to prove. And finally, at number five, a potential sabotage at the BBC's FA Cup coverage mm. was interrupted by audio from a pornographic video. Oh! 
the the FA Company Cup Cup. The yeah, the audio clip. So the BBC issued an apology on Tuesday after their FA Cup coverage was interrupted by a pornographic audio clip. Audio of a <laughs> that's the most British thing I've ever heard. Audio of a woman moaning was played <laughs> at high volume. As the host, uh, Gary Linker, was seeking an opinion from fellow pundit Alan Shearer over Liverpool's one nothing win over the Wolverhampton Wanderers. Oh. Quote saying, I don't know who's making that noise. Somebody's sending something on someone's phone, I think. I don't know whether you heard it at home. Uh, they did later find a phone, apparently backstage, that was taped. So they... Um, uh, we kind of is, is this somewhere out there where we can hear it? I bet it's funnier in a British accent. I hope we can. I would love to. I mean, I'd love to find out. What know. do you think? A uh, female moaning in a British accent sounds. No, like the guy, <laughs> the guy talking, oh. talking over. Can you tell an accent in a moan? I have no idea. I feel like a moan is something that brings cultures together. I feel yeah, like I a think moan it's kind of like singing. Sounds yeah. the same. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the guy that was narrating over it. What you, is uh, it he said, Marcus? I bet you, <laughs> you African clown. women, Russian women, Australian women sound just the same as American women when they're moaning. He said, uh, I don't know who's making that noise. Somebody's sending something on someone's phone, I think. Yeah, I yeah. now that in a British accent. I don't know what uh, that noise is, where, where it's coming from. I don't know if you it heard it Sounds like somebody's home. playing a bit of pornography over the air. Don't hmm. know if you all heard that from home. We heard the BBC. How very sorry. She sounds like she's having a very good time. Hmm. Yeah, apparently there was a phone that was taped to the back of the studio as a prank, and it uh, played the audio on the set, and it could be heard. Like I know a dude that back in the day accidentally broadcast something like that out on a local station over Elvis Presley singing How Great Thou Art. Got fired immediately. You've, you've all heard the horror stories of uh, the guy that sneaks away at a family function to, you know, use the restroom and decides to treat himself to a little bit of oh, adult yeah. entertainment and forgets that his Bluetooth is hooked into the TV in the living room or the speaker in the gathering spot. And, um, yeah. Be careful out there, fellas. Head on a swivel. Life comes at you fast. That is the top five at five. Thank you, Marcus Young. It's brought to you by our friends over at Malone Acosta Dentistry at Knoxville Smiles. Set up a dental appointment with them today at KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Or you can call them, 865-539-1776. It's where I go to the dentist, and it's where you should as well. They'll take great care of you at Malone Acosta Dentistry. At Knoxville Smiles, 539-1776, KnoxvilleSmiles.com. Open lines the rest of the way if you want to jump in, 865-546-8200. Your number to get on board will start with TJ, the Kentucky fan. Good afternoon, TJ. Hey, what's up, fellas? How y'all doing? Doing well. How are you, sir? Hey, not bad. Hey, you know, I never thought I'd say it, but I agree with Bear. Look, one time I literally emailed Walmart probably like 50 times. I called them constantly. They finally picked up. I talked to one of their secretaries. I didn't talk to one of the bosses, but I talked to one of the higher-ups. And I asked, I said, hey, where's my W-2? And they said, well, are you an employee? I said, I am. I said, the other day I used your self-checkout, and I checked myself out. So that means I'm an employee. So where's my W-2? They hung up on me, and ever since then I ain't been to Walmart since. 
I didn't go that route. I just told him, look, dude, you ain't, I ain't got time for you and just kept on walking. You go to well, hell. Hey, look. Touch hey, me and I sue. Send, hey, hey, Sounds reasonable. If you reasonable. ain't going to send me a W-2 for doing your work, then I don't want it. Hey. So wait, you, you know, you're not a fan of the self-checkout? We are. We just don't want to be stopped. Hold on, I'm no, asking. No, look. Hey, look. You know, Russell, I, I, I'm sure you know it as well as I do, okay? I took all of us to the Wally World probably about seven months ago or so, and it was payday, and we were out of everything. You know, we we were out. Of, we were even out of the ketchup, the honey mustard, the, the the sweet and sour, everything. We were out of everything. All five of us, my wife, myself, my three kids, had about $500 worth of groceries in two carts. Wow. And the only thing that was open was a self-checkout. And I said, hey, man, look, I got these kids. I got all this food. Can, can y'all open one of your lanes? They said no. We walked out. We left the two buggies there nice. full of food. We walked out. <laughs> you, fine, took them you, five you deal times, with this. Yeah, it took it. them five times longer to put that stuff away than it would have wanted them to be a decent human being and ring it up for I you. like it. Hey, that's, that's a, you know, I, I got appreciate a that for level you. You, know, of petty. you know, talking about DeMar Hamlin and, and his scary situation, thank God, thank God, or, or whoever you believe in, that he's okay and, and it's a miracle. That is a true miracle. And and uh, I think the guy's name was Justin Gage the other night for Tampa Bay Buccaneers with a scary neck injury. Thank God he's okay too, minus the concussion. Uh, but he's going to see another day. They have the Pro Bowl as a flag football game this year, which, you know, in my opinion, that makes sense because it's literally an all-star game. It doesn't count. It doesn't matter. It's for fun anyway. Do you see the NFL taking a different road heading forward for safety protocols with the players? And I'm not talking like, oh, every game's two-hand touch. But just these athletes are so much stronger than they were 40 years ago. They're so much faster than they were. Do you see any kind of rule changes in football moving forward after the injuries we've seen the last two or three weeks? Well, they've had a ton of rule changes is, is what I would say. And, you know, the, it's all because of the concussion issue. And unfortunately – I don't know that they'll ever be able to get the neck injuries out. What happened to DeMar Hamlin looks to have been a freak occurrence. I don't think that's something that's you know, going to happen with any form of regularity. But the game has changed a lot in the last 20 years because of the concussion issue. And they have gotten out some of the just bone-jarring hits that we used to see every week. You don't see it much anymore. At any level of football. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they will continue to tweak things and and look for ways to make the game safer, but I don't know how much more you can do at this point. I mean, we've all, we've basically made it illegal to sack the quarterback. Now, unless you're Josh Dobbs. But, like, you know, I mean, we, we saw a couple of ridiculous calls where it was just – it was a sack. The quarterback was tackled in the pocket, and they throw a roughing the passer flag. So – I think they're erring on the side of caution. I'm sure they will continue to look for more things they can do to make it safer. But, you know, my big thing is I, I think they already have. You know, you bring up a good point with the, the bone-jarring hits. I, I, I forgot what year it was. I went, I went to three. I was blessed 
to go to three Pro Bowls uh, in a row in Hawaii when I was stationed there. Uh, <clears throat> awesome experience uh, if, if you've never been. But I think it was Ed Reed who blew up the, the punter. punter or the quarterback. No, that was uh, Sean Taylor. Sean Taylor, that's right. Sean, oh, Sean Taylor didn't take God. plays off anytime. One of the John. most – one of the most devastating hits I've ever seen is a punter in the Pro Bowl. Just laid him out. That guy had – that guy, man, if I was him, I wouldn't have even walked this – I'd have just left the stadium. Like, hey, guys. Yeah, you left nice the, career, you left the stadium on a stretcher. <laughs> oh, man. Hey, you know, hey, the weekend's almost here, packed full of college basketball yet again. But I will say, I'm not going to be mad – our Titans make a trade for Lamar Jackson, even though he's a loserville Cardinal. Y'all have a good week, man. Lamar Jackson to the Titans. I'd take it, but we're, you'd have to throw the bathwater, the bath, and the baby into that uh, trade. We'd, we'd have him and a bunch of people we didn't know to be able to afford what he's going to charge. See this breaking news, Russ? Have you been able to confirm it? Yeah, it's coming from – Verified from Variety. Yeah. David Crosby has passed away. Yeah. Oh, man. Great musician. Does the age of 81. Great musician. Two of the biggest bands. The Birds, Crosby, Stills, Nash. Are you a big Crosby, Stills, Nash guy? I, I never owned any of the records. I won't turn it off if it comes on. Huge fan of the Birds. Deja Vu. Great album. That was with Young Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Yeah. Now I'll tell you what. The older I get, the more I appreciate it. And go back and listen to it Sweet now. Sweet Judy, Blue Eyes. Just a you see why I could never be in a harmony band. I could have hit a high note with a hammer. To quote Statler and Waldorf. I mean, almost cut my hair. Incredible. Like looking in the mirror and seeing a police car. He was a part of the, when he was with the Birds, he did the version of Mr. Tambourine, right? right? Yeah, Eight yeah. Miles High. Hey. Ain't great, none of us going to get tune. picked up to be a singer on this show. R.I.P. David Crosby. We got to take a, let's get uh, John Tweet in here before the break. Good afternoon, Tweet. You're on the drive. It's Fan Run Radio. Gentlemen. Yes. What? Are there, I mean, I, I know online's a terrible place, but is, is somebody genuinely upset some guy pulled for Vanderbilt, and again, I mean, I don't know, how old are you? Like six? I mean, are you this stupid? <laughs> Why would you be mad about that? So he did rival tweet. Vanderbilt's a rival in what? It's an in-state rivalry. In what? Sports? They never, they never beat us. In, I mean, in seriously? Do you really hate Vanderbilt? I mean, it's, it's like it's like being mad at a gnat. Um, it's Vanderbilt. Maybe I mean, not. Well, you know what? I mean, weren't we like five and five in the last ten against them in football until the past year or two? That's because we suck. Well, you are what your record says you are. You're gonna, you're well, gonna you tell had, me uh, your blood didn't boil a little mm-hmm. bit when James Franklin was beating the brakes off Tennessee and putting up the I'm the hand signs. I didn't lose. What's it got to do with me? I mean, you don't care as much as some of us tweet. 
No. I'm glad I'm no. glad you're operating on a higher plane. <laughs> yeah, you're in the lotus position meditating about the rest of us while we're all freaking about about losing a sports game and everything. But for the some of us I, it yeah, matters, I tweet. I don't know. Like it No, I mean so I don't know. Sometimes I get frustrated with the basketball team, but I don't I didn't lose the game. I didn't miss a shot. There's nothing to do with me. I, I don't know, man. Hey, so speaking of uh basketball where and I've been a little disconnected. Where is this DeLone guy? Did he transfer from somewhere? No, is, he's a high school like, player. He reclassified. He's a midterm enrollee, the same way uh, Jarnell Stokes was. He just gra- he graduated high school in December and can, came on in on this class. So, so he can play technically. Yeah, today was his first day of practice. I wonder if he'll see the court. Probably not. I mean, I mean, they said Barnes pretty much said they're planning on redshirting him. He needs to get. He needs to put some weight on. John. Why would you redshirt somebody for a semester? What's the point? It's a good point, tweet. It is, but I guess it, they're expecting that they can have him ready to get a lot out of him come next fall, and they want to go ahead and get him in and get him. What about this year? Like, what, what about this well, year? If we get into a situation where we need buckets and we've got a guy that and he could play like. I don't see why you save him for down the road in a day and age when nobody stays for four years. That, 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 well, that's what I'm trying to get at, Russ. Is uh, why, why on God's green earth are you redshirting players in today's climate when they can simply hit the portal? Who knows? And, and you I mean, we're talking about Rick wa- Barnes. wasted a, a roster spot. I mean, it just it doesn't make sense. Why have a guy come out of school early to sit him? Because. Well, I mean, he's I, not playing I could see the, the way yet. I could see Barnes's position of well, I get him in my program, you know, get him used to the intensity of our practices. He has the full off season to, you know, and by the time we get to next year, he'll be ahead of the curve as compared to what a normal freshman would be at that time, and maybe we can get more out of him then. So that would be the argument. I mean, I, I guess I kind of see both sides of it here, but I just like. The Jefferson kid this year, right, who's redshirting. They announced he's redshirting before the season. To me, like, I'll just play it by ear, right? If he can help you, he can help you. And if he's if not, then you go ahead and redshirt him. But it seems like I, – I, I don't know if other schools do this where they announce the redshirt ahead of time. Like in football, you, you don't know, right? They don't do yeah. that. It's just, well, this yeah, guy didn't man, play this year. I don't year. see it, Russ. I, I just I, – like, like you said, I mean, there's just – there's nothing holding that player. There's just too many options open. I don't say so you burn a year of eligibility. What what what's it matter? I mean, I don't unless he's specific. Unless the player's the one asking for it, and I guess you'll you'll never know. I mean, I I think a buddy and I were, and I'm sure this has been talked about to death. But you know, you have Ziegler in there playing 40 minutes, and, and Edward he's never going to see the floor here. He never, and he'll be gone. I'm surprised he's not gone already. Well, does why, it, why would he? Why would you stay? It, For what? Well, why would you leave? Why would you to play? Well, you're not going to play this Some, year. Somebody's going to take him somewhere. Yeah, but you're not going to just like leave and go play at you know Pittsburgh or Seton Hall like in the in the middle of the year. They're not going to. Could could you not? Well, most teams already I have mean, thirteen scholarship players, so they don't have a, a scholarship okay, open. Fair. I mean, I'm just, I'm just asking the question. I mean, and, could could you not? No, play but, immediately well, if somebody has a spot, you have to you have be eligible. 
You know, you have to be registered and going to class and everything, and there's cutoffs for okay. those things. Okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just thinking. Of, yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't understand it. I mean, I, I just the, the whole redshirt thing. I mean, bring him. Uh, is it? I guess maybe you want to lock him in. Maybe that's the only thought. You know, hey, I want to lock this guy in. I think sure Barnes's thought is, I want him in the program and uh, and making the adjustments to the college game now. But, so what? Here's the better. Here's the last question I'll have for you. What What would burn his eligibility? Playing a minute, this guy. What What, what, what would we, he have to do? I thought you, in order to burn eligibility. It's like twenty you know, percent. How much can he play and and still redshirt? It's like twenty percent, or if you play after a certain mark. We said we were going to f- figure this out yesterday, and we didn't. Marcus, can you find the exact NCAA basketball redshirt rules as they stand in twenty twenty three for us? Sure. Thank you. I mean, it, the weirdest thing to me about Barnes is he plays his start, and I guess he's trying to establish something early in the year, but when you're up 30 or 40, you know, or you're up against these teams that don't have a chance, he does not get these other guys in and let them go out there and make mistakes. He's not, much, just, he's not I, any I different than Pearl or any of the others we've had here. No, nobody brings their walk-ons in to play for 15 minutes. I'm not talking about a walk-on. I'm talking about B.J. Edwards, that guy in a walk-on. He's got B.J. In a, in a couple of games. I mean, To do what? To play. I, I mean, against two? And I, I bet you his total minutes for the year are sub-15. Oh, man, another B.J. Edwards call. I, I thought you of all people tweet I mean, would not I, I go down this road. I don't really – if he can't play, he can't play. Every time he's in there, it looks like to me he's a walking turnover. He's unsure of the ball. Like, it's just for a point guard, he doesn't look good with the ball in his hand. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing things. Maybe I'm looking at it wrong. But he's been in there. He's had a silly turnover at the end of one game. Um, I, it, you know, he just doesn't look overly comfortable with the ball in his hand. Well – uh, we'll see what happens with BJ. He's not playing point guard right now, so he doesn't have the ball in his hands. He ain't much, playing. But... Period. He's just sitting <laughs> on the bench. So. Tweet. We got to run, man. Good. Appreciate yeah. it. Stay with us. We got to find out who's on the docket. Brought to you by Fox and Farmer. When we continue, we'll take more of your phone calls as well. Eight six five five four six eight two zero zero. The drive continues. Stay with us. The drive. This- Actor Alec Baldwin will be charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter in the death of Helena Hutchins. New Mexico prosecutors have been weighing whether to bring criminal charges for months. We've been talking about this story several times through the past couple of months since two it happened. Helena, Helena, how can I say that? It's spelled, it's spelled funny. Helena, a rising cinematographer, was killed on the set of Rust when a gun Baldwin was holding discharged. During rehearsals, he's repeatedly maintained that he did not pull the trigger. The 30 Rock star is just one of three people authorities believe played a role in Helena's death. So, um, both Baldwin and Hannah Gutierrez-Reed are charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter. Reed was the, uh, she's she's the person who's like the prop director. She was the armor. Assistant Director David Halls has agreed to plead guilty to negligent use of a deadly weapon. And the terms include a suspended sentence and six months of probation, so he's not going to jail. Jury will decide 
not simply if they are guilty, but under which definition of involuntary manslaughter they are guilty, according to Thursday's news release. The first charge can be referred to simply as involuntary manslaughter for this charge. To be proved, there must be underlying negligence under New Mexico law. Involuntary manslaughter is a fourth-degree felony and is punishable by up to 18 months in jail and a $5,000 fine. So he, he would be looking at jail time if... Why Why two counts? I thought he only killed... The only, only one person got killed, right? That's a good point. Is she pregnant? I don't know. I was like, Baldwin is has such a prickly personality. Like, people don't... Yeah. He, he seems very difficult to get along with. Yeah. Like and some, and, and some people don't. Some people don't like his politics. So, but I don't like. To me, that has nothing to do with whether or not he should be charged here. I don't think he should be charged, man. I, I think it was an accident. I think it was a terrible accident. I'm sure he feels awful about it. It's probably been wreck his life. <clears throat> yeah, it's probably you ain't forgetting about that. No, no, I, I don't think he. I don't know, man. I just it's a tragedy. It, it's awful, but it was an accident. Yeah. And it's not like, you know, you hear involuntary manslaughter. I think of it's like driving. driving. Yeah, but even that, it's like, okay, you're behind the wheel of a car. You get in the car, you know that this is an inherently dangerous situation. He's an actor. He's at his job. His entire profession is pretending. Right. And he's been in lots – he's an old actor. He's been in tons of movies with firearms – this has never happened before. Why would it ever happen? Because he was, here's the one thing that it looks bad on him is that this was his deal. Like this whole movie, it was, it was, he was the head man on it. Um, and he hired somebody that was way underqualified uh, from what I read. Um, How does when this it, when happen? It first is it was it a real gun? I for, slept. Since yeah, all those guns about. that you see in movies, those are all real guns. They just load blanks in them. I'm not sure exactly what went down and, and how. Uh, if it was an actual bullet that got loaded in there, or if something um, was stuck in it. You know, there's been several times. I mean, uh, what's his name? Uh, Bruce Lee's kid. Is it Brandon Lee? Yeah, the crow. Um, it happened to him. I mean the. So even if you have a blank in these things, it's like a that's a real gun firing a 38 caliber. Say it's a 38 caliber revolver. The way I understood it was that it you're firing a 38 caliber blank. I so I would hate to see anybody go to jail over this. Now, if there's a civil case where like and it's his production and all that stuff, and like if this Let's go. Uh, a Yo, deceased young is. lady's family can have millions of dollars coming their way. I'm all in favor of that. I know that won't bring back their lost relative, but I mean, she was young. She had just she was either engaged or just gotten married. I remember seeing her. It's either a fiance or a husband. It just awful. awful. I just think intent matters, man. Like I like Alec Baldwin really need to be sitting in prison with a bunch of rapists and murderers. Probably what, what not. No. Uh. Uh-uh. Elsewhere, a downtown San Francisco art gallery owner has been taken into custody after cell phone video showed him intentionally spraying a homeless woman with a hose, prompting online outrage and condemnation. Have you seen this video? 
Yeah, and I'm I'm not usually one to jump on grab the pitchforks and stuff, but I mean this this guy just needs he, this guy needs a good slap. That's what this guy needs. He needs to get put in his place, get maybe get slapped around a little bit, and then do some serious serious soul searching and community service. Have you seen the video, Marcus? No, I haven't. I'll go ahead and be the bad guy. You throw your slings and arrows at me. It's fine. Don't matter. It's kind of funny. Yeah, don't get me wrong. It's not funny that he's hosing down this poor homeless woman, but the way he's standing as he's doing it, as if it is the most casual thing in the world. He's leaning up against a rail, like barely holding, like holding it the way like a prisoner holds a cigarette, the the hose, just like spraying her right in the face. Right in the face. In the face. And I think context matters here, too. Like, apparently, it's San Francisco, man. They have not addressed their homeless. I I feel sorry for the business owners down there. They have rampant homelessness that the city refuses to address. And it's, you know, all these left-wing politicians want to be empathetic and show how they care for all these people. It's like, I don't think you're doing them any favors by encouraging them to live on the street, and you're hurting your local business community as well. And apparently this guy, like, she's been in front of his business all day all for months, and he keeps telling her to leave, and she won't leave. He's just sitting there, and one day he snapped. Did he go too far? Probably, yeah. But I'm not saying I understand. I'm just saying I get it. I kind of get it. Say you owned a shop on Gay Street, and that's expensive real estate, right? Real estate in San Francisco, very expensive. Sure. Stressful job being a business owner. Yeah. And you've got a bum, like, standing in front of your business. Like, yeah. Customers, newsflash. Like, you we don't, call we, the non-emergency number at the your local police department and, and they, have them deal okay. with it. Yeah, you, you call that, and they say, you know what, we're... Like by the time we get down there, he's going to be gone anyway. We we can't do it. We're we're understaffed. We're catching criminals today. Sorry, do your best with it. And it's you go out not there. Typically, you, how they respond. It ha- yeah. It it is exactly how they respond. If you keep politely calling back, <laughs> no. Somebody it, no, like this, it's out no, there I, all I, day, every day. They're going to come get him, Russ. I've called on people like this. I, I've dealt with people like this in many jobs downtown here. I have too. I, I have too. I, I've seen it, and I, I, I know people who have had to like they they move their businesses because the city won't do anything. But like, they won't do it. Eventually, my point is, eventually, you're going to snap. If me, yeah, I'm probably going to snap. But my, it's, it's not just you. Like every this guy, like everybody is. You're going to snap. Maybe you don't spray somebody in the face with a hose, just, man, but you're it's... going to snap. You're going to do something that you normally wouldn't do. I would, I would just never do anything like that. Mm. There's a lot of different avenues. You t- I'm not hosing some mm. old woman down in the face. I'm homeless woman. What about a, a young homeless man? What if it's an old bitchy homeless woman who's just always running her mouth to her, won't do anything you ask her to do, won't listen to reason? She's crazy. She's belligerent. She's like, we don't know who this person is. We don't know the dynamics of this relationship. You don't know the context to it. I have, I have no idea. I would like to think that I wouldn't spray her in the face of the hose. What's that going to solve? You'd, li- you'd like to think you I, I don't know. What's, what's that going to solve? Just going to get make me in you, trouble. Might make you feel better for a couple seconds. Yeah, until you find maybe. yourself plastered all over social Listen. media and everybody's wanting you to get a good, Well, you know, guys like me are saying maybe he, need, he needs a, just a good slap. Need a, 
Give her a good slap. Good what slap. slap across the face. What if she, uh, when you asked her to leave the premises, if she goes, here, hold on one minute. <laughs> but, she get the bums rush. I mean, I, you know what? If um, it, it's hard to put myself in, in the position of a, uh, I like how we're calling them unhoused now. Like homeless is mean. That's that's not empathetic enough. We we've got to call them. Keep the, changing the, the names on this stuff, and as I if, can't as if keep that up. Improve, as if that improves the condition at all. I'm, I'm sure the unhoused are. Thank you for finally putting some respect on my condition. You, you wouldn't know, believe calling this. me calling me homeless for so year so many years was uh, that was a real headache, and it really hurt my feelings. But now that you're calling me unhoused, uh, it makes it all better. Like I don't know. Maybe if somebody sprayed me in the face with a hose, I would stop doing whatever it was that led them to spray me in the face with a hose. I don't know. I, I get. I try and not engage with stuff like this to see on social media. Every, I mean, it, it's something. Like, I guarantee you, we could pick up our phones right now. There's something that somebody wants me to either be outraged about or outraged that people are outraged about it. I'm just tired of That's all where that. I come down. I'm outraged over the outrage. They've ruined this guy's life, like, you know, bad business reviews and protesting outside his shop. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Have you seen that guy that uh, he, he looks like he could be like your Uncle Marcus? Big old dude with a beard. But he, like, figures out who, like, if there's a viral video of somebody doing a stunt like this, it's the guy that figures out who you are. And then he puts you on blast. Which sometimes it's good, like the Karens of the world. I don't even think that's good. You know, my, we were talking about the the algorithm on Twitter. Well, they've got the the two things for you, and then the following right now, which is I can, hate yeah, that. yeah. I hate and for, it and for some reason, like the default is for you. Yeah, and I always want to go to following because the for you. I watched one video, one video when they switched up when Elon did whatever he did a week or two ago. Yeah. And it was like a fight account. They show like fights. Right. And they show these idiots fighting. Right. Out in the streets. I watched one video. Uh-huh. And now every time I open my Twitter, it goes to the For You tab. And there's a fight video. Yeah. From this fight account. Mine's Tom. And, and who, can't, who can't sit there and watch an internet fight? Like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm going to see. The first thing I see is like, um, uh, fast food employee mouths off to the wrong guy, and I'm not going to sit there and watch that. I came here to find sports information for my radio show, but now they're just inundating. With, every time, I'm not exaggerating. It's not like every other time. It's every single time I open up, I see a new fight video, and I have to watch. Mine is all uh, like related to Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers right now. Well, that would get annoying, too. Anything get annoying, you see it every time you open up your social media feed you shouldn't be on tiktok then it's the same process Mary, you know this you're on there with me their algorithm is i, I hear that oh yeah it's like oh one. it's got it's got me dialed in i could sit and watch uh, I've, uh, I've i've had to put it down i've watched for three and a half hours yeah without <laughs> moving i've got i've got uh, a top three of things that it shows off uh, what, what is it what's the top three well, there there is comedy. I do get a lot of comedy stuff. Although recently, I've been getting like a lot stand up, or just like I get. I can yeah. tell you mine. I've been getting a lot of stand up recently, which is weird because I'm not the biggest fan of stand up comedy, but at least not like sitting there and watching it on TV. Not the biggest fan of stand up comedy. There's that. I've been getting a lot of NFL recently, but I'm I'm not really going to count that. Number two, I get a lot of dog videos, which makes me happy. 
And then the number one, you probably guess, uh, very attractive women, just all. Uh, I was going to. I, I was actually going to say porn jokingly, porn. but no, that's actually correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's not necessarily. They've they got you, uh, Marcus. They know what you like. They know what my uh, man likes. He likes to laugh. He likes football, and he likes chicks and dogs. I like and dogs. Dogs. Too, yeah. dogs. Mine's yeah. Bill Burr, Golden Retrievers, and uh, like funny Golden Retriever videos. Uh, Bill Burr and Oasis. <laughs> That's pretty much my entire. Feed. How are there, are there new Oasis videos coming out? No, but uh, Noel got rid of that battle axe wife of his. He's been stuck with for twenty two <laughs> years, and he he said never say never this week in an interview. Is that yeah. your dream show, Oasis Reunited? Me and Drew, a former intern to the Superstars, Drew. What was Drew's last A lot name? of money to be made for an Oasis they've tour. Turned, they've turned down a ton. Branson offered him. It was – I'll have to look it up because I don't want to say it. It was a substantial, like, jaw-dropping amount of money. The docket is brought to you by Fox and Farmer, the Car Wreck Pro attorneys online at foxandfarmer.com. Set up your free consultation today. They don't get paid unless you do. Fox and Farmer, 865-531-9400. Tell them Fan Run Radio sent you. Some interesting news that has just been uh, breaking. Uh, Georgia transfer tight end uh, Eric Gilbert. Yeah. He's going to Nebraska. Sounds like a... So you go from LSU to Georgia to Nebraska. Yeah. And he had a goofy recruitment. Like, he was coming here at one point with Harrison Bailey. They went to the same school. And then he goes to LSU, gets in the portal last year, decides to go back. I think he gets in the portal, goes to Georgia, doesn't play much, and now he's going to Nebraska. It's just like, young man, stay somewhere, develop develop it's not like the young man we talked to last hour where he's improving himself like he's playing on the field he's not getting in any sort of trouble like right this just seems i don't know gilbert's gotten in any trouble but it seems like a totally different thing it's sound like georgia not very sad to see him go and why would you be when you're like five deep at every position with five stars Stay with us. The drive continues. The shocking conclusion coming up. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. 865-546-8200. 546-8200. Back to wrap things up after this. He's doing it again. Tell them why I do it, especially because you've been out this week a bunch. You, you, there's no reason you shouldn't. Nobody does that. Don't do it. All right. Yeah. When I start talking, then you fade the music out. That's the way this works. It happened again, Marcus. Do you listen to radio? Have you yeah, ever heard dumbass. A, have you ever heard a radio show where, like, the music fades out and then the guy starts talking? No, you haven't. Well, because of... You know why? Because it would be weird. So what are you doing? Because you haven't been here this week, and I have to do it when you're... Uh, I'm here! <laughs> yeah, sometimes... Uh, Russell, 
We're 10 minutes short of three hours now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting a little punch drunk over here, a little tired, man. I forgot that you were here. I was looking down. You and forgot. I've been here. I'm sitting in front of you. You're looking at me with your eyeballs that feed information to your brain. You forget that I'm here? Should we start the whole segment over no. again? <laughs> I mean, I'll listen to Wonderwall forever. That's what a... Well, you forget that I'm here. I just like to point out both of you separately went, he's doing it again to me as if I'm supposed to cho- pick a side on. No, I just told you, remain Switzerland, but. I'm trying, but it's hard to Support sometimes. me on this. Because we talked about it while he was gone. Because we have to turn it down. Yeah, I understand that. To a certain well, yeah, level I, so that you can. Yeah, and I do and agree with that. I just did that. it out of habit. I, I was do just agree sitting here. I just space. Sorry, dude. I'm bare. I space out sometimes. You knew this when you hired me. It is funny that you said you forgot he was here. Like I just because <laughs> I did, man. I'm, I'm damn. I'm tired. I've been up since five o'clock. What What did you think? I was I, like, you're looking you at say, me while welcome it back in. Like, welcome you, back you, in. You think I'm a like droid or something over? Like I'm really not looking a, at a you. Hologram? I'm staring at a spot above your head, and I'm just like, I got five more minutes. I can go home and lay down. Exhausted, dude. Hunter on Twitter says, Hey, Russell, I've been wondering lately, is Rick Barnes our Mark Richt? He'll consistently give you good enough seasons with a couple of conference championships, but he'll never get you to the big stage, much less win a national title. Man, that kind of shook me. I saw that one. That's a – yeah. Man, I don't know. Oh, We've been in such a dark place. He's even got the religious angle to it. He's, he's a nice guy. He's such so a nice sure. guy. You can't. You feel bad at criticizing him. I guarantee. You, Mark Rick and Rick Barnes would probably get along like fam- they get along famously together. Rick Barnes. Who it is <laughs> that? Wow. Oh, Rick Coach Barnes. Rick Barnes. Wow. Who would be our uh, our Kirby Smart? Who what former player would come in and change the game? We don't have one. We don't That's have any former players and coaches, do we? No, I don't think so. <clears throat> Closest you... thing we got to that's what, Fanch? Rick Barnes has been to a Final Four. That's going to be a thing with you now, <laughs> Rick. That's what you're doing now, aren't you? It's pretty good. It is good. Mark Rick Barnes. I've got another basketball one here that oh, somebody sent me earlier today. Where is that? Who sent me that? Where is it? Okay, here it is. Mike um, wanted to know, regular listener of The Drive, best show in sports radio, thank you. But I don't think I've heard anyone bring up if they think Brandon Huntley Hatfield regrets his decision to transfer. If he were still on our roster, I think he would be getting great minutes right now. Instead, he's on that uh, Louisville team. Just a thought if uh, this hasn't already been discussed on the show. I think he was – I just don't think Bad it was advice. Gonna- Bad advice, but but I, I don't. I mean, how many different? Wasn't he one of those kids? He'd gone to a different school every year. Yep. He's a yeah, Rolling Stone. But I also think you brought up a good point about the work ethic of like he's going to work you hard in practice. That's I don't what think these kids need man. I don't think he wanted that. The what? Well, no. But sometimes you don't know what you need when you're that age, and it's just frustrating. There's nothing Barnes can do about it. There's nothing <clears throat> we can do about it. But yeah, when Eric Gilbert is the same thing. Like you're always. You're in the portal, you're out of the portal, you're going here, you're going there, and you just wish that he had a solid 
authority figure in his life, whether it's a dad or a mentor, coach, something, to say, no, son, you're staying right where you're at. You're going to listen to Rick Barnes. You're going to listen to uh, Kirby Smart. You're going to stay there. You're going to be a backup if that's what he tells you to do, and you're going to develop. You're going to work hard. You're going to go to school. You're going to grow up. You're going to grow up. And if you do that, all the sports stuff that you want, the NBA, the NFL, that'll happen, but you have to put the work in. you you got to stop running from it. Yeah, I would agree with that. There does come a point where, I mean, that's the one thing about the transfer portal is that, you know, it, at some point they're going to want to get on the floor, even if, you know, putting in work and all. And, I mean, nobody's going to sit on a bench forever. Only Hatfield was starting last year. He was a starter at the end of the year. He was yeah, playing great. Yeah, I mean, Huntley Hatfield's a I mean, he went to four like, different high like schools. Playing time was not no, a thing No, he's for a kid him. that when the tough uh, – he got going when it got tough, when times got tough, however the hell that goes. Well, I When think the going got tough, I, I, he got going. As I recall, and I could be wrong here, but it sounded like there were people – you know, Barnes wanted him to be a play back to the basket. He wanted to teach him the fundamentals of basketball – and he wanted to be dribbling and shooting threes and all that stuff. And and again, I would just say, okay, maybe that's what you do at the NBA, but learn the game. Learn the fundamentals. And, like, scouts like will see said, it. Scouts will see, uh, oh, here's a guy. He might not be doing what we would have him do at the NBA level, but he can do it, man, if he can play for that guy. And he just got bad advice, man. Sucks. If you think an assistant GM could be a coach, Alan Houston, you know, yeah. maybe bring him in. Or? Love Alan Houston. All right, boys, we got to run live at National RX tomorrow. Overtime headed your way next.